Welcome to r slash Petty Revenge, where an entitled Karen gets publicly humiliated. I used to be kind of a butthole. I've really mellowed out since. But sometime around 2001 or 2002, I had an incident in my university dorm laundry room. I can pinpoint the year because my freshman year was the only year our laundry machines took quarters. Machines accepted a university cash slash card system the following years. Anyway, I'm a freshman living in the dorms. It's the weekend and I'm doing laundry. We had an unwritten rule in the dorm laundry room. If you don't attend to your laundry, it's totally cool for someone to pull it out and throw it on the table, wet or dry. If you don't like it, just promptly attend to your laundry when the washer or dryer turns off. I assume it's like this on a lot of campuses. I don't like people touching my laundry, so I always set an alarm to be there when it's done. I wash my clothes, throw them in the dryer, and set my timer. Soon after, my wash goes off, and I walk back down to the laundry room only to find my dryer load completely wet and on the table. Oh, hell no. Someone pulled my stuff from the dryer only to dump it out and dry their stuff for free. Well, good news. I had more quarters, so I could dry my stuff just fine. Actually, I had enough quarters for my anonymous friend, too. Why didn't they just ask? So I grab their clothes and throw it in an open washing machine with six of my spare quarters. Actually, wait, I can drop another quarter in for a heavy cycle, which entitles you to an additional rinse and spin. I happen to have another quarter, so I do. The heavy cycle takes over an hour and a half to complete. Now's a good time to mention a nice feature the washing machines had that the dryers didn't. They locked while in operation. The homie would have been stuck for about 100 minutes waiting for another chance to dry their clothes. I hope they made better chances the second time. I was kind of a petty dick as a baseline, and I look back with a bit of shock that I didn't dump in some bleach or turn the water to hot. I'm glad I've outgrown that kind of thing, but I look back with some pleasure at that little guy standing up to some random douchebag. Our next Reddit post is from Zothriath. So, this is more of an annual revenge thing. About five years ago, a greedy councilman put up three two-story apartments next door to our house. One of these has a direct view to our pool area, and a grouchy woman and her husband moved into it. Anywho, as we've done in the 15 summers before they got here, we all went for an afternoon swim. The woman was on her balcony and made a huge dramatic fuss about going back inside and closing her curtains. She then screeched at her husband when he tried to go outside. It's not like we were indecent or anything, just in our swimsuits. We laughed about it and continued having a nice afternoon at the pool while she roasted inside. A few days went by and I decided it was too hot to be inside and went for a dip. I was in the middle of university and this was the only time I'd leave the house between assignments and tests. Now, I do not have a body that stops traffic. I'm a regular plump human whose Dorito-loving habits have begun to show around the lower body area. I take off my sarong and jump into the pool. After a few minutes, I sense someone watching me, look up, and find a man on the balcony smoking and staring right at me. I make a bit of an aggressive, what, gesture, and he scurries back inside, only to return with a woman in tow. The conversation went something along the lines of, Excuse me, could you not swim when my son is out here smoking? He just lost his job and this is the time he'd normally smoke. And you're out here naked and distracting him. Ew, he's the age of my dad. He can smoke on your front balcony, and I've lived here for, at the time, 15 years. So you can't blame me for being here naked, which I'm not, I'm swimming. I'm just asking you to be considerate, okay? At this point, the grown man baby was looking smug. 
If you don't like it, then move. And I continued swimming. They stood there for another five minutes before once again going inside and closing the sliding patio doors and curtains. Also, I wasn't naked or indecent. I wear full swimsuits because I'm a little insecure about my belly. See the paragraph about the Doritos. I told my parents and the next day my mom joined me in the pool to show them and I quote, what real traumatizing thighs look like. But that got me thinking though. I could make their summers a living hell if closing all their curtains was how they deal with seeing us in the pool. So now, every summer, weather permitting, I go out and flash my thighs for a few hours in the afternoon and have them roast up in their apartment. It's been five years of this, and I will continue doing this until the day I leave home. Our next Reddit post is from When Faith Dies. I was about 18 or 19 at the time and babysat our neighbor's three-year-old boy. He loved animals. It was the middle of spring, so nice and warm. So I decided to ask his mother if it would be fine to take him to a petting zoo in the city. Everyone was excited, me included, so we went. We had a ton of fun. He got a large amount of animal feed so he could enjoy himself. Nothing was weird up until this point. Nobody was staring and I felt it was pretty obvious that I wasn't, in fact, his mother, but rather than that, just babysitting him. Now came time for the little guy to pee. Not a problem, I thought to myself, so I took him to the toilets. There was a large line in front of the women's bathroom, but since I had to accompany him because he was too young to use the adult toilets himself, we couldn't just go to the men's bathroom, which was empty. I figured waiting in line for a minute or two was not going to be an issue, though. Enter Karen. Hi, um, excuse me. She tapped me on the shoulder. Yes? I thought that since she had a little girl with her, she might just want to skip ahead in the lane because her little girl needed to pee badly. Is this your child? Oh, no, this is my neighbor's child. I'm just babysitting today. Why the F are you taking him to the bathroom then? She got very aggressive straight away. Excuse me? He needs to use the restroom and is clearly too young to do it by himself. So, obviously, I'm accompanying him? What am I supposed to do? Just let him pee his pants? This is highly inappropriate. Only his parents should accompany him to the restroom. He's a boy, and on top of that, not even your child. God knows what you might do in there with him. Okay, so now I was getting kind of pissed. At this point in my life, I dealt with a lot of BS from people, since I was a nurse and people in the hospital tend to be entitled as hell when they don't get their way. I was absolutely capable defending myself with words, and I already lost my temper with her being so rude. So I said, very loudly, You think I would look at his p***s in there? Ooh, what the hell? Why do you have to make a bathroom trip with a small child sexual? Do you think about that when you take your girl to the bathroom? Oh my god, would you do stuff to your girl? Ooh, that is disgusting! Why would you even think about something sexual when thinking about a little boy going to the bathroom? Now, I said all of these things kind of very sarcastically, as it was just meant to scare her off. But, obviously, I said it loud enough for a lot of people to hear. Now, everybody looked at her disgusted, and whispered or even chimed in with me to tell her thinking stuff like that was disgusting and that she should leave me alone. She looked mortified at this point and just backed away and left. So the comments are filled with similar stories, like this one from Startled Dung Beetle. A friend took her potty training daughter to the bathroom in a restaurant, and someone called child protective custody on her and said she was abusing the child. You can't make this stuff up. People are crazy. 
What I want to know is, how do these people think potty training works? Do they just toss a baby in the bathroom, lock it, and shout through the door? Figure it out! Our next Reddit post is from the 803 Project. Alright, background. When I was hired for the job which I currently work, I was hired to work on Tuesday through Saturday from 2pm to 10pm. This had been my schedule for months, never changing, as I was verbally told that this was my set schedule. I even clarified this because I had to arrange childcare. For example, one week I was accidentally left off the schedule entirely and was told to just work my normal schedule. Around Thanksgiving time, we closed down for a week. The company policy is that you have to work your last scheduled shift before the break and your first scheduled shift after in order to get your holiday pay. On the Monday following Thanksgiving, remember, I'm normally off on Mondays. I get a call saying I was scheduled to work and that because I didn't come in, I wouldn't get my holiday pay. This kind of pissed me off because I'd been told I would work Tuesday to Saturday and thus had only arranged childcare those days. So I couldn't come in that day even if I wanted to. The exact phrase I was told over the phone was, It's your responsibility to check the schedule every week because we don't have set schedules. Fast forward to this week. While checking the schedule, I noticed that my schedule is the same as normal with the exception that I'm off the schedule on Saturday. So I decide to not look a gift horse in the mouth and just take the three-day weekend and not mention to my boss that she left me off. So Saturday, which I normally would work, I don't go in since I'm not scheduled. I got a call from work and didn't answer. No voicemail left. Then I received a text from my boss saying that my schedule never changes and it'll be a no-call, no-show on my attendance record for not coming into work. I replied that I'm not on the schedule and so I'm not required to come in as it is my responsibility to check the schedules every week because we don't have set schedules. I received no further reply and am looking forward to seeing how work goes on Tuesday. And then OP posts an update. Before work today, I had a follow-up interview yesterday for the new job I mentioned in comments and an edit. I was offered the position I wanted and was told I can start as soon as I want. I came into work today intending to work the shift today before leaving as it's the last day of the pay period. When I got to work today, I clocked in and didn't see any managers or anything, so I started working. After 15 minutes or so, my boss came out and asked, OP, you really couldn't come in on Saturday? Obviously, they knew the answer, and I said no. They then asked me what I was doing that I couldn't work my usual shift. I replied that it wasn't their concern what I do on a day I'm not at work. They simply nodded quietly and walked away. About an hour later, my boss came over and asked to see me for a minute. I go to their office, and there's a manager. They're above me and lower than boss, sitting in there as well. This is a condensed version of what was discussed. The boss has a write-up and gives me a spiel about the attendance policy and said I have to get written up for a no-call, no-show. I refused to sign the write-up as I wasn't scheduled. So I couldn't no-call, no-show a shift I wasn't scheduled for. My manager seemed a little confused. I don't think they were told my boss didn't put me on the schedule and that's why I didn't show up. So I pull the picture up of the schedule on my phone and show it to the manager who then agrees with me that it isn't a no-call, no-show. My boss said that I know what my normal schedule is as a full-time employee and so I should have clarified that it wasn't a mistake. I said it wasn't my responsibility to double-check the schedule they put out and reminded them that I was told my responsibility was to check the schedule every week because we don't have set schedules. My boss said something about, for future reference, about working my normal schedule and I said okay and asked if I could go now. 
I debated whether or not to stay the rest of the shift before deciding to go ahead and leave. So I wrote and signed a note saying I was quitting effective immediately and I left it on the boss's desk and told a manager on my way out to the time clock. This is the first and only time I've quit without giving two weeks notice. Sorry the ending wasn't more exciting, but I'm super excited to be starting my new job and I'm happy having been able to share my story. The revenge was satisfying to me and I'm glad to be starting a better job with a better environment. Thank you all for enjoying it with me. Our next Reddit post is from Grape Ice Cream Float. I'm in a class where a group research project slash presentation is a huge chunk of overall points. Everyone knows in group projects, you always have that one slacker who doesn't do anything that you have to compensate for. However, I got stuck with possibly the worst three people to be in a project within the class. I did the entire research, presentation, poster boards, etc. among many other annoying things myself. I tried talking to them and telling them they needed to put in their share of effort. Ignored. I'd send them tasks to do. Ignored. I'd try to schedule meetings. They'd say they were coming and then leave me alone at the library. This happened from the get-go. It was abundantly clear that they expected everyone else to do the work, but everyone else turned out to be just me. One of the rules was that we couldn't have things 100% memorized word for word, and we couldn't read off of anything. We had to actually know the subject. I was fully prepared to do most of the talking, and even wrote down a small script for them and told them to know what to say during their part, at the very least. The night before, I told them we had to meet to at least go over the whole thing one time. Once again, none of them showed. At this point, I'm livid and decide they can just do it themselves, which means they'd get up there, not know a dang thing to say other than the small info I gave them, and couldn't even BS anything because they did no research. Thing is, if we miss without an excuse, we fail the project. If you have an excuse, you have to have documentation. I commute and live an hour away, so I decide that I'll conveniently have a flat tire right before class. Went out and actually bought a tire so I could have the receipt to prove it. I emailed the professor, who said I could present by myself during his office hours. Turns out, they completely bombed, and not only probably failed the project, but since they're bad students, might even make them fail the class. So I guess you could say OP got tired of dealing with their BS? And then we had the similar contribution from Magnus down in the comments. I had the exact opposite happen to me once. I was in a group with two girls and a guy. The project was done over an entire semester and presented in parts. The breakdown is we pick a country and explore birth, death, and migration rates, as well as the country's economic status and how this affects said rates. The chicks and I did our parts to the best of our ability. The dude pulled no-show moves at every turn. Didn't have a sitter, didn't have a ride, etc. So we went on without him. And we let the professor know that he had contributed nothing and we wouldn't be putting his name on our work. The professor made the guy be his own group, and he had to do about 35 pages worth of work on his own, presented over four parts. It was satisfying. That was r slash petty revenge, and if you like this video, then hit that subscribe button because I put out new Reddit videos every single day.